I'm Gabriela Fresquez, and this is Radar 2021. Whether you grew up playing with easy-bake ovens or plastic green army men, Hot Wheels or cloth-body dolls with buffoonishly chubby plastic heads, from a young age, you probably had some understanding of gender roles. You know, society's generations-old expectation about how we're supposed to speak, act, dress, earn a living, all based upon our assigned sex. Nice nose. Thanks. Let's test it. Close your eyes. Mmm, that's a big, fresh, shiny lemon. Close. It's new Lemon Refreshed Mr. Clean. Smells great. Lemon Refreshed Mr. Clean. I'll buy that. The fact that only biological women can bear children, as illustrated by Walmart's Dress Real Pregnant Have a Baby in Your Tummy Doll, which you can buy online today for $7.29, does play a big part in this conversation. But these traditional definitions of masculinity and femininity are now so deeply entrenched in our society that they've created gender stereotypes, which has left the door wide open for gender inequality, something we're now tirelessly working to dismantle. There's so many things that you're conditioned and trained not to do as a woman when you're growing up. And the older I get, I realize that the definition for me personally of being a woman and being feminine is just doing whatever I want and making my own rules. Being feminine means to me that I feel free to explore exactly who I am and confident enough to show it off. Being feminine to me can be really anything. Um, I do think it's more of a state of mind than anything else. Um, and there's something really beautiful in that because that means you can express, I guess, your femininity however it is that you want on the outside. And someone whose voice has never failed to transcend our culture's often narrow views of gender norms is none other than literary legend Isabel Allende. You, it seems, have always had a strong voice and knew how to use it with confidence. It almost felt, as I was, as I was reading this book, uh, like it came naturally to you. Is that the case, or did you really have to work at it? The rage against male chauvinism was natural. I think I was born with it. But uh, the the... The process of transforming the rage into action took years. And it didn't happen until my mid-twenties when I started working as a journalist in a feminine and feminist magazine. Feminism is a revolution that really impacts half the human race. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible that it has lasted so long to get the results that we have, which are not by any means close to defeating the patriarchy. What has the idea of feminism and the values it holds opened us up to that perhaps in your mother's generation didn't exist? In my mother's generation, the, the struggle was for vote, for women to vote. And of course, there were many other rights that women were fighting for, but it wasn't as articulate as it became in the 50s and 60s. But now there is a new wave of young feminists, the Me Too movement and many others that are much more inclusive. There is a, I mean, a whole two generations of young men that were brought up by women like myself. And though the, those men of today are not the male chauvinist pigs that, the, that men were when I was growing up or when I was young. And so they should, they are part of the movement because what is the whole point of defeating the patriarchy? Change the world for a more sustainable, inclusive, just world in which we all will benefit, not only women, 
In order to change the nature of power, we have to have a critical number of women sharing power. And then the nature of women will not have to change because they are in power. Gender roles can obviously be inaccurate, and we continue to see how they can also be oppressive. From the casting couches of Hollywood, to the fields of migrant farm workers, to the steps of Capitol Hill. Remember when AOC was accosted by her fellow congressman last year, resulting in a mic drop moment calling men out for sexism in politics? In front of reporters, Representative Yoho called me, and I quote, a f bitch. This issue is not about one incident. It is cultural. It is a culture of lack of impunity, of accepting of violence and violent language against women, and an entire structure of power that supports that. I am here because I have to show my parents that I am their daughter and that they did not raise me to accept abuse from men. And only recently was there a long time coming reckoning in Hollywood with both the Me Too and Time's Up movements both of which resulted not only in a heightened awareness of the scope of the problem, but in actual systemic changes throughout the industry. But when we think about what it would take to dismantle gender roles in Latinx communities, things get a little complicated, since our cultures are steeped in traditions that reinforce gender stereotypes. Ladies, ever been told, ya te puedes casar after cooking a half-decent meal? <laughs> exactly. Machismo is um, is a, a construction that um, it, it's sort of a celebration of the masculine in in Latinx culture, right? Of of hypermasculine behavior, hypermasculine sexuality, hypermasculine bodies, um, hyper patriarchal sense of of who um, of who has power in families in the workplace. Machismo is sexism. It's a you know sexism in English, machismo in Spanish. But it's all embedded and comes from a, you know, a patriarchal society that favors men and privileges men legally and culturally and in, and in other ways, um, especially allowing for double standards. Machista attitudes have been tolerated, even celebrated, for generations both within Latinx culture and beyond. While Latino men are underrepresented in TV and film, when they do show up, they often take on stereotypical roles playing criminals or blue-collar workers like law enforcement, roles that often exude machismo, like the gangster stereotype, which you can trace back to West Side Story, and it's still relevant years later. One report found that 50% of Latino immigrant characters were portrayed doing unlawful things like murder, drug dealing, or human trafficking. And then there's the role of the Latin lover, a stereotype that's part of the macho image which hypersexualizes Latino men. There's even a whole movie that pokes fun at the trope. And while change is happening slowly, the macho man continues to be a stereotype, a singular representation and unrealistic expectation for Latinx men everywhere. But rooted in the concept of machismo is also an unrealistic standard for Latinx women. Marianismo, as in La Virgen Maria. The expectation that women be virginal, saintly, selfless, and subservient, and it's doing just as much harm. Personally, I'm still working through a whole bunch of Catholic guilt due to my failure to meet any of the aforementioned virtues. Viene precisamente de esta de esta comparación con la Virgen María, 
eh, en realidad creo que es un tema que escuchamos mucho menos que la contraparte, si queremos llamarla así, que es el, el machismo, ¿no? Eh, pero complementa, ¿no? O sea, solamente puede existir un hombre... Eh, fuerte, asertivo, eh, poderoso, ¿no? Sí tiene eh, frente a él a una mujer que tiene estas características, abnegada, sumisa, eh, siempre buena, nunca va a ser nada malo, eh, y eso es el, el marianismo. This is all to say that machismo in its many forms ultimately gives space to belief systems that disenfranchise Latinx women and even perpetuate violence. Throughout Latin America, for example, femicide or the killing of women because they are women is rampant. In Mexico, between January and June of 2019 alone, almost 1,800 women were victims of femicide, which is basically 10 women per day. En países como México estamos teniendo una crisis de asesinatos de, de mujeres. Es un concepto eh, que empezaron a utilizar las feministas para visibilizar como ciertas violencias, particularmente la violencia eh, que termina con la muerte de las mujeres, les, eh, les afectan de manera distinta a cómo afecta a los hombres. Si quien te mata es tu pareja sentimental, regularmente un hombre, entonces se considera que hubo eh, feminicidio. Se generan roles y estereotipos sobre qué tienen que hacer las mujeres, qué lugares deben de ocupar las mujeres. Y por el otro lado, para los hombres, hay una cierta exigencia de ejercer esta violencia, ¿no? De ser violentos, de ser eh, seres sumamente sexuales. Hemos visto en los últimos años un reclamo de las mujeres para ponerle atención al tema porque vemos que escalan los números de asesinatos de mujeres y de feminicidio. Creo que hay un hartazgo en general de las mujeres eh, porque vemos muchos casos y no vemos ninguna solución. Today, movements across Latin America are working to dismantle machista attitudes in their communities. And feminist organizations like Ni Una Menos and Vivas Nos Queremos are leading the way. But the detrimental impact of machismo and Latinx culture isn't exclusive to women. For Latinx men, The pressure of maintaining an identity rooted in this toxic masculinity is very real and often not discussed. El machismo, what is that, right? To me, it's men that don't believe that women should do certain things, like women shouldn't fight, or women shouldn't play basketball or football or whatnot. Controlling uh, has no regards uh, for anybody else's opinion or anything like that. They just basically care, you know, what they think and what they say goes. Toxic masculinity, strong or aggressive masculine pride. I think of an old school guy. Oye, mami, ¿dónde está la comida? Yo soy el hombre de la casa aquí, yo soy el que manda. It's this pride that a man has to, you know, to upkeep for him and the people he surrounds himself with. And it's this ideal that, you know, he can't be weak and completely displaying something that's not even true to yourself. Trying to hide behind beards and mustaches. Trying way too hard to be as hard as possible. Caught between body bags and survival. Caught between macho ideals and proletariat revolution. Look at how we confuse passion for violence. In the first word, I think when I think about machismo, I just think aggressive dudes, you know, I think it's very like tied to like toxic, to toxic masculinity, I think about like muscles, right? And I think about just these dudes just taking like space with their presence, with their voice, you know, like 
my way is the right way. I I give the orders. I I set the rules. I think the effect of that that has is、uh, limits our ability to flourish as human beings. And so I, I think that can definitely lead to like a lot of frustration that then gets in expressed in unhealthy ways: fighting, drinking,、um, all these stereotypes that we have of how, or, or, or these you know very. Gendered ways of expressing frustration or pain, you know, or discomfort, right?、Uh, versus like talking about it, you know,、uh, or or whatever. So in a more constructive, you know, and less destructive way. So what would it look like if old school Latinx parents just decided to, I don't know, evolve? Oh hey! I didn't see you there. I was too busy painting my nails. That's right. I paint my nails, and that does not make me any less masculine. Who said that? Porque a mí me encantan tus painted nails y tu estilo. Well, maybe you're cool with it, mom, but、uh, try making papi change his mind.、Mm-hmm. Growing up in Puerto Rico, gender roles were so defined that even the idea of painting your nails would lead to. Los hombres no se pintan la uña. Deja eso para las mujeres. But what if instead their reaction would be the complete opposite? Something like. Tú eres tan único. I am so glad that you can express yourself and feel comfortable being yourself. Felicidades, hijo. Then the world would be a better place. Yo no dije eso. Stop putting words in my mouth. I know, Dad, but wouldn't that be great? After years of telling stories about the Latinx reality, I've heard this time, time again. So many men have told me that their families didn't allow their vulnerability to show, that they couldn't express themselves. But why would you wear a bright color outfit, huh? Also, those sunglasses. Quítate eso. When I was in high school, I would think I can't wear this colorful shirt. They're gonna think it's too loud. But we have to understand that the ingrained ideals that make up the macho man in Latinx culture does not define us. Just let me be who I am. Who cares if I join the drama club? Ivan Senior, I told you to let that boy be. El va a estar bien. Thanks, mom. Point is, I think we all agree. It's time to break the mold. La noche se va era. Yo me pinto la uña y qué pasa. Today, the conversation around gender roles and the very idea of gender itself is evolving. And one of its biggest disruptors has been Gen Z. Hi, my name is Christian, also known as Indigo on Instagram and YouTube, and I am a makeup artist. And I also. Dress very extravagantly, both in feminine ways and masculine ways. I feel like, especially in the Latinx community, it's it's very kind of like still taboo to an extent. My parents were obviously, you know, very Catholic and Christian, so they're all about those types of beliefs. So I think they were the ones who were like the most worried. But for the most part, the Latinx community was right behind me the whole time, completely supporting me and being so happy and so excited that somebody、um, of the Latinx community was actually being represented, because we don't actually see that very often、um, in in the makeup industry, but also like as a whole. These changing attitudes might be explained by the fact that. More Latinxes are increasingly earning college degrees, resulting in a generation that's better educated and more exposed to a variety of professional opportunities for men and women. The forces that have, have really pushed young women to go to school is because they want to be independent, take care of themselves, and not depend on a man.、Um, there's there's more tolerance.、Uh, 
more fluidity and and there's I think a recognition among especially the younger Latinos and Latinas uh, you know that they don't want to raise their children in those rigid conventional roles men, men that don't want to be like their fathers they want to be able to show more emotion um, to do you know to, to pursue their own dreams and not just do traditional male kinds of jobs in the same way women don't want to continue to do the traditional things either wherever the stark rejection of traditional gender roles stems from we can't really discuss the concept of gender fluidity within Latinx culture without discussing the impact of artists like Bad Bunny, who is pretty much today's ultimate manifestation of these changing attitudes. I got in with uh, one of uh, the people on his team and, you know, they, yeah, they just asked me one day, like, yo, do you think that you could maybe style Bad for this upcoming event? And it was, uh, at the time, it was the MTV Music Awards. We killed it, we killed the show and, you know, history since then. I think that we're literally recreating the, the image of a man. We're going against tradition, you know, where, where people, if you wear a skirt or something like that, it's all like, oh, this person has to be uh, gay or this person has to be a, um, oh, he ha he, this guy must be a woman or something like that. And it's, it's not necessarily like that. Obviously, I do the styling and you know, I bring outfits to him and stuff, but the way we work is a really, it's a, it's a collaborative effort. We want to make sure that, you know, we're doing more with clothing than just like making him look, look good on stage. We definitely still have a long way to go, but I've also seen the power of just one person doing this. You know, I've seen, you know, DMs from in my Instagram and every single day, people saying like, oh, thank you so much for dressing him like this. Um, you have no idea how much it's done for for us as people if we see more of it then i think it'll just start to become more of a normal thing and i think at the end of the day uh that's my job it's our job to make sure that you know we we are pushing the boundaries and pushing pushing it forward the opportunities and progress we're seeing today would it be possible without intersectional feminist movements decades of lgbtq plus advocacy or activists from within the highly political drag community the idea that uh, being genderqueer and being gender neutral or being fluid, it's something new. It's ridiculous. It comes from a very colonial understanding of sexuality. Uh, it, that's why it's very important for us to decolonize our history and to understand the history of our territories because being genderqueer or gender fluid or ser un cochón una travesti is rooted in the history of our indigenous communities. It was through colonial imposition that the idea that only two genders existed was imposed within our territories. I think that queerness is the ultimate frontier for liberation that's either for the U.S. Uh, or for Central America or Latin, Latin American territories uh, because we, we've been colonized and we live in capitalist patriarchal societies. Uh, so he, for us to challenge the ideas of a society and family, which are at the core of how we function, it's the ultimate uh, liberation that we can achieve, which is uh, creating tension. As queer people, as artists, uh, we can um, push for um, a radical change within society by challenging gender norms. And in Latinx pop culture, trailblazers like the legendary Walter Mercado defied the preconceived ideas we have about gender identity or men's fashion. 
Whatever ideas you had about ornately embellished Versace capes being exclusive to women's apparel, you are sorely mistaken. Eradicating deeply embedded ideas like machismo and marianismo may be the key to addressing some of the biggest social inequities between men and women within Latinx culture and pretty much everywhere else too. I'm Gabriela Fresquez for Radar 2021. Thanks for watching Radar 2021. Please like, subscribe, and comment down below and let us know what issues are important to you. Because let's be honest, there are a lot of issues to choose from. <laughs> so, so many.